It's wonderful to be with you today. I am so thrilled about this wonderful word today. I love it, love it, love it. Life in Christ Jesus. Oh, this is glorious. I'm just so glad we're together today. Family, back together. And I pray the Lord will bless you through this wonderful word to show you who you really are in Jesus. Lord, we give you the glory. All the glory, all the honor, all the praise belongs to you. Thank you for your love and your word. And God's people said, amen. I've been talking to you about 1 Corinthians 6, 17. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. And remember what the Lord prayed. Father, I will that they whom thou hast given to me be with me where I am, that they might behold your glory. And then he said this, I in them and they in me, that they may be made perfect in one. And be one like the Father and the Son. So the Lord's prayer is that we become one with the Lord as he's one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. That's incredible truth here. In Christ Jesus. Now, to understand life in Christ, we have to understand what that means. It means he walks into our history, we walk into his history. He walked into our history when he died on the cross. We walked into his history when we rose with him from the dead. When he rose from the dead, the door was open for you and I to walk into his history. So, all we are, he took upon himself. All he is, become ours. Literally, we walk in his accomplishments. Think about that. He took our death, we take his life. He took upon him our sin, we take his righteousness. Glorious, isn't it? So, now, when we are one with the Lord like that, the Bible says in Galatians 5.16, walk in the Spirit, walk in the Lord. You walk in that blessed life, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Why? Because he's walking in and through you. The Bible says in Ezekiel 36, I will give them a new heart and cause them, cause them to walk with me. Isn't that beautiful? So I shared all this already with you yesterday. And like I said in Romans 5, 5, the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So when we live this kind of life, where there is that union with the Lord, we love our enemies. In the Old Testament, it said, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. In the New, it says, love your enemies. That's more difficult, but only possible as the Lord himself loves the enemies through us. Because, yes, we can love on our neighbor as ourselves, but we can't love our enemies. That's a tough one. This is where the Holy Spirit takes over completely. And that's where, where you and I begin to understand a little more, 1 Corinthians 12, 13. And this is where really we left off yesterday. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. I love this, verse 13. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, means the body of Christ, we are in him. Whether we be bond or free, have been all made to drink, into one spirit. So now, the blessings of this amazing life in the covenant, not only are we forgiven, not only are we cleansed by the blood, 
But now we begin to partake of the Lord, minute by minute, moment by moment, union with him. So the Holy Spirit, who actually puts us into the body of Christ as we drink deeply of him. That's what it means here for by one spirit we are, we all are baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, and have been all what? Made to drink, drink, wow. So, you're saved. Jesus comes into your heart. The process of union begins. Now as you minister to the Lord through prayer, worship, you get to know him through the word, that beautiful process from glory to glory, you're changed into his image. Now you are in him, united in him. Your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you are in Christ Jesus, one with the Lord. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Now, I'm holding a glass of water. It could have come from more than one store. It could have come from two bottles, but you cannot tell the difference why. It is so one, you can't separate the water. So it is with you and I who are born again. One with the Lord means inseparable. He that is joined to the Lord is one, not two, one spirit. So in your heart, think about your spirit now disappears into his spirit. So there's no two spirits in your body, there's only one, the Holy Spirit, and you're apart. You are hid in Christ. Isn't that beautiful? Hid in him. So all that the world will see is Jesus. Now, the Bible says something wonderful. It says once we have, we, we, we have drunk deeply, it says here, have been all made to drink into one spirit. Once that, that, that happens, now something glorious happens mentioned in Acts chapter 10. Oh, this is beautiful. And it says in verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. That word fell is to embrace fervently. So that word in the Greek, fell, means to embrace fervently. So as you are partaking of the Lord, he embraces you fervently. <laughs> Think about that. Basically, God giving you a hug. God Almighty comes upon you. Do, you. do you remember in Luke 15, 20, it talks about the prodigal son. It says that the father rose and came to his father. He arose, he the prodigal son. When he was a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, ran and fell, fell on his neck and kissed him. Well, fell on his neck means embrace, hug him. So in Acts 10.44, the Holy Spirit fell on the church. He gave the church a hug. He embraced. And that kind of embrace is so fervent, it will not let you go. 
just like that father or the prodigal son who, who ran and gave him a big hug and said, this is it, I will not let you go. So the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, this oneness with the Lord, I'm so excited right now, I want to shout. I'll behave myself. The outpouring, the, the passionate, unconditional love of the Father towards our, ourselves is such a fervent embrace that when you and I say, well, God loves you, well, we don't mean it as a, as a, as a cold statement, like God loves you, God loves you. No, it's the embracing of the Father. It's the enfolding of his arms around us. It's running towards us with such passion, loving us. So we begin to experience basically the hug of the Lord Jesus. Think about all I'm telling you. This is what life in the Spirit is all about. This is what it means to be He's in you, you are in him. He in you, the hope of glory. You in him, the completion of that glory. Beautiful. And now we begin, you know, to live the Christian life as we ought to, like the vine and the branches. One. Now, without the Holy Spirit, all that I'm describing, yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, but it's beyond the realm of reality without the Holy Spirit. So I can talk about what it means to be one in the Spirit, but without the Holy Spirit making that reality in your life, it doesn't mean much, does it? The love of God is not a theory. The love of God is reality. And it's communicated to us by the Holy Spirit. It, it's he, the Holy Spirit, who makes that reality in your life and my life. Begin to ask him. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit to make that reality in your life. The hug of God, the oneness with the Lord Jesus, living in Christ Jesus. Ask him, say, Holy Spirit, I want to live in Christ Jesus every day of my life. He will grant that request. So now he connects us with our wonderful Heavenly Father, God's history becomes our history. Our history becomes God's history. And suddenly, the promises of God become ours. Because the second you and I live that oneness, in 1 Corinthians 6, it says, and I know we've read that, but you need to see it again now in that light that I'm talking about, oneness with the Lord. So the Bible says, and I had read already and showed, or I, I had mentioned, 1 Corinthians 6, 17, he that is joined to the Lord is the one spirit. But watch what it says here. Verse 19, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God? You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So to live um, one with the Lord, 
The Bible says, your body is the temple. Now, that word for temple is the Greek neos. The Greek neos means holy of holies. So let me read it like this. What? Know ye not that your body is the nails? Your body is the nails? The holy of holies? Oh, wait a minute. Stop, let's think here. Our body is the nails. It's the holy of holies. I'm looking at it right now. The Greek word neos, it means temple, but it's the sacred edifice, holy place, holy of holies. So now we say, I'm the temple. I think we need to change our mentality. What is the temple? It's the holy of holies. So when the Bible says temple in this portion, it says neos in Greek. I'm the holy of holies. Are you getting this, sweet people? Lift your hands to the Lord, even though I don't understand this, reveal it to me. I thank you with all my heart. Who am I, Lord? Who am I that you should call me the holy? Now we understand better the prayer of Jesus, I in them, thou in me. That's deep, you know. That's the depth. Oh. So, under the Old Testament, they could not understand uh, or even imagine the glory of God in them. They knew the glory of God lived, was in a tabernacle, a tent, later a temple, a building. But in the old covenant, to have said the glory was within you, you're the holy of holies, was beyond their comprehension. No one in the Old Testament could have understood it in the Old Testament days. But God talked about it in Ezekiel 36, in Jeremiah 31, where he says, I will dwell within them. Now the Lord in the New Testament, he's the one to introduce life in Jesus. And Paul the apostle took that truth and said, in Christ, chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. So complete in Christ Jesus. And he, he, he talked more and more about what that life means in Christ Jesus. So not only are we hid in him, but literally we are the holy of holies. That's what the Bible says. I'm simply reading 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. Look it up. Look up the word temple. It says nails, holy place, holy of holies. Now, um, 
in ancient time, in the old covenant days, the glory dwelt in a tent, tabernacle, a building called the temple. But today, we've become the bearers of the divine presence. The Holy Spirit is the divine presence. So the presence of the Holy Spirit is within us, not only only with us, but within us. And that's what Jesus meant. In John 14, he talked about that so beautifully. You know, very few people really talk about this. Very few people want to even touch it. And I will pray the Father, verse 16, he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, it shall be in you. Amazing. And then in verse 20, at that day you shall know that I am in the Father, in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. On that day, on that day, I'm reading John 14, 20, at that day you will know I'm in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Now, what, and, and the Lord talks about this also uh, in, in verse 23. If a man love me, if any man love me, he'll keep my words. And my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. So, amazing, in verse 21, at that day you'll know I am in my Father, you in me, I in you. Oneness that cannot be fully uh, understood with the mind, but we only understand it by the Spirit. That day, what day? When the Lord said at that day. He was talking about the day when the Holy Spirit came. At that day, they began to understand. At that day, you, you will know. What day? Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles, now they understood what the Lord said here in, in John. Because he said, at that day you'll know. At that day means on the day of Pentecost, you'll know I'm in my Father, you in me, I in you. So, without the Holy Spirit, we cannot understand that our mind, our body, our spirit, our soul, became the home of the Holy Spirit. Wow. And they began to understand that on the day of Pentecost. So when you look at your skin, you have to say to yourself, the Holy Spirit dwells in every cell in my body. My mind will not understand that. I wanted to say, the Holy Spirit dwells in every cell of my body. Just say it. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.19. Just say those words. 1 Corinthians 6.19. I am the temple. I am the naos. I am the Holy of Holies of the Holy Spirit. And my body my soul 
my spirit, my spirit, my soul, my body is his home. That guarantees heaven and the resurrection of the body. Because Jesus said he shall dwell in you forever. That's why God will give us a brand new body one day. So when you leave this body, which has to go back to the earth, the Holy Spirit remains in your spirit and soul and promised you a new body to be his temple. But the temple is more than just the body. It's the spirit and the soul too. It's the real person. Isn't that glorious? And I believe that's what Jesus meant. I can really feel the anointing, don't you? I think that's what Jesus meant in John 15. I am the true vine, my father, the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he will purge it may bring forth more fruit. Now you're clean through the word which I've spoken. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you accept you abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. Now watch what he says. He that abides in me, and I in him. That's what he prayed in John 17. I in you, you in me. The same will bring forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If you abide not in me, if that man doesn't abide in me, he's cast forth as a, as a branch. He's withered, and men gather them, cast them into the fire. They are burnt. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you will, it'll be done to you. Herein is my Father glorified, that we abide, not only he in us, but us in him that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. So we're not dealing here with a parable. But this is a truth, the relationship between vine and branches. The Lord said, he's the vine, we're the, we're the branches. So any accomplished, think about an accomplished fact, this is where you, the Lord, become one. It's not, it's not a parable, it's a truth. Well, then I, 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 I'm not gonna try to be a branch. I'm already a branch. The Lord said, I'm the vine, you're the branches already. So you don't have to try to become a branch. So God is not appealing to willpower to say, become a branch. We're already a branch. So what do I do? Stay connected to the vine, connected to the Lord, abide in him, remain in him. And the Lord, that's what he said in John 14. And that's really all that is required of us. Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe for the very works sake. This is marvelous. So this is the same word where, where the Lord says, abide in me, like the branch and the, and the, and the vine. 
the same word is used in this portion where he says, do, do not believe I am in the Father, the Father is in me. That same word in is the same Greek word used in John 15. In the vine. Abide in the vine. Like I'm abiding in the Father. Beautiful. You in me, I in you. So this is the heart of the Christian faith. Described in the most incredible union that exists between the Lord and you. I think Colossians 3 sums it all up. Let's go to Colossians 3 because it sums it all up. In verse 3, Paul says, Colossians 3, 3 says, For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. You are dead, but your life is hid with Christ in God. This is the key to, to this vine branch relationship that you and I die to the things of the world that our life is hid now with Christ and God so the Christian life is the continuing abiding the branch cannot exist without the vine and Jesus said the Come unto me, all you who labor are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. So abandon, he says, the yoke of the law. Uh, don't try to pull like the oxen pulls the plow. But receive the new covenant. Take upon you my yoke. Come unto me, all you who labor like the oxen pulling the plow, are heavy laden with the bondage of the law. Take my yoke upon you, surrender. Let me live my life through you. Look within. That's what I told Chad a long time ago. He said, how can I live the Christian life? Look within. Let the Lord live that life through you. The vine is expressed through the branches. Because without the branches, the vine is called a stump. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If there's no branches, there's no vine. If there's no branches, there's only a stump. But the Lord said, I'm the vine. And without the branch, there's no vine. And Paul puts it so beautifully in Galatians. And I want you all to go with me to Galatians. Isn't that precious what the Lord is showing us today? And you all know this beautiful verse 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Remember what we saw in Colossians 3.3. You're dead. Your life is hid in Jesus. I'm crucified with Christ. I'm dead. Nevertheless, I live by his power. Yet not I, Christ lives in me. And the life which I live even in the flesh, in this body, I live by the faith. 
I can't even live in this body by myself. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow. He's formed in us. He's seen in us. He's heard in us. I want to say it again. He's formed in us. Seen in us, heard in and through us. I love uh, Galatians 4.19. My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Isn't that precious? Until Christ is formed in you. Formed in us, seen in us, heard in and through us. So, the math of the Christian life. One plus one equals one. That's the math of the kingdom. The math of the world is one plus one equals two. In the Christian life, one plus one equals one. Hallelujah. David Duplessis used to say, if you look at the word Christian, Christ, then I A N. Christ, I A N, I am nothing. Wow. That's the Christian life. The word Christian, Christ, and then I A N, I am nothing. Lord, bring us there. Bring us there in Jesus' wonderful name. Bless your people today, Lord. I pray let them see with the eyes of the Spirit who they are. The temple, the nails of the Holy Spirit. I give you the praise. Let them live that life, Lord. You in them. They in you. That the world may know that the Father has sent we might be witnesses in these last days. Truly be used mightily to glorify your name. Touch each one of us, Lord. Cleanse us from sin. Remove all that out of us by thy blood. Bring us into union with you every day of our life. In your holy name. Amen. Mm, I've been blessed today just talking about this. Tomorrow, another powerful teaching. I don't want you to miss. But now it's time to give to the Lord's work. If you are blessed today by the word of God, it's our joy then, isn't it? To give to the Lord, to say, thank you, Lord. Because our giving is the expression of our faith and our gratitude to the Lord too. So you can give on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benin.org. Or simply you can... Text BHM45777. And don't forget our pastor's conference coming up. The 25th of May, right through the 28th, at Thrive Church in Apopka. It's already, it's almost packed, so you who are in ministry money want to be there, you have to register today. All right, don't forget to get my book, Mysteries of the Anointing. It's selling big and good, and I love it. It's the bestseller, really, it's a bestseller. Because it will really bless your life as you read it. 
All right, tomorrow I'll see you for a wonderful day again. Shalom.